Hey there, welcome to BSing with Brandy, where my mission is to help you get shit done. I'm your host, Brandy Good, and today we're going to talk about selling what you know online. Some of you have always had dreams to sell online courses or group coaching programs, especially if you have maxed out your one-to-one client capacity, but you need to generate more sales and revenue without working 32 hours a day. Some of you have in-person services that you need or want to quickly switch to being offered online. And then some of you have in-person services that just cannot be done without physical contact. And so you want to turn to teaching others or providing information instead as a source of income. I have a pretty intense blog post that breaks all of this down in a lot of detail, so I'll link to that in the show notes. But that blog post is more specific to online courses, where some of you are doing things a little bit different, like live online teaching classes, uh, group workshops, even digital products that aren't online course Uh, related. So this podcast is going to be more applicable to all types of online services as well. I just wanted to focus on the basics today, the minimum things that you need to get going as fast as possible. And so here's what those things are. Uh, Number one, a place for people to find you, sign up, register for whatever the thing is that you're selling. Number two, a way for you to communicate with those people. Number three, a way to deliver your service online. And number four, a way to get paid. So number one, a place for people to find you to sign up and register and that kind of stuff. So you need a place Just like if you had a brick and mortar store and you were selling things, you need that location for people to come find you and and give you their money. So the exact same thing applies online. You need a place where people can come and find out the information and buy your shit. (laughs) So sit down and just make a couple bullet points. What are the online spaces that you have right now? where people could come and get information and sign up. Uh, So for a lot of us, that's going to be your website. Uh, So it could just be a new page that you make on your website. It could just be a section that you add to an existing page. Um, Maybe even the top of your homepage, if this is what you're really going to be promoting hard for the next little while. If you don't have a website, uh, don't feel overwhelmed that you have to go out and, you know, build a giant website. Um, It could just be your whole website right now. If you haven't started yet, you could just make one web page that just has this information about this thing that you're selling because people just need a place to go to get the info and to sign up. Uh, if, If the website thing is really a no-go for you for whatever reason. Uh, Maybe there's something you can do on one of your social media profiles. Um, 
like bare minimum, maybe you just have a post that gives people the information. Uh, and then that's where you're directing people. So that could be a post on Facebook because uh, Facebook posts have unique URLs that you can share with people. Uh, same with LinkedIn. Uh, Instagram, a little bit more difficult. So maybe wouldn't recommend that <laughs> so much. Um, yeah, so website, social media. Uh, if you are emailing people, maybe, um, not to get ahead of myself a little bit, but if you already have a mailing list, maybe you're just emailing those people. And so you're not really sending them somewhere. They've already signed up. You are sending them the information. Um, so think about where online you have places where you could store information and send people to that spot to get the info. Um, anything like that is where you can set up what would essentially be, for our purposes today, a sales page. It's going to have the info, and then people can sign up and pay. So that's number one. Number two is a way to communicate with those people. If you've already got um, email marketing software and you're already doing email marketing, then you just have to make sure that however people are signing up for the thing that you're selling, uh, that it connects with your email marketing software so that you can email just those people about the thing that they've bought because they might need a, they probably need a confirmation email that they've successfully signed up or registered or purchased, whatever it is. And then depending on what you are delivering to them, you know, if it's a workshop on a specific day, you're going to want to give them reminders. If it's something like an online course where they go to see the information and do it kind of on their own, at their own pace, then you need to send them a link where they can go and access that or a link to log in or even just reminders to go and do the thing that they've they've paid for. Uh, so if you already have an email service, then you're good. If you don't, then you need to think about maybe I should get one. I would highly recommend this no matter what you're doing. But of course, in a pinch, if you had to just use your um, like personal email service, like if you have Gmail through G Suite or if you have Outlook or you're using webmail through your host or something like that, um, if you're just emailing those people from there instead of from a commercial solution, again, that's okay in a pinch, but I wouldn't recommend that all the time going forward. If you're sending bulk messages, you should be using a commercial email provider. Um, so that would be ideal if like you had a web page or a website, some sort of sales page where people have gone, they've signed up and then they get put into your email software and then you can communicate with them that way, whether it's automated messages or you're manually creating a message and then sending it out to that group of people. 
Um, maybe you are delivering something that's inside a Facebook group. So in that instance, you are any information that you need to send those people. If they're inside a Facebook group, sure, you could email them. You could also be posting whatever information and updates and messages that you need to give to them right in that Facebook group. Um, so it doesn't always have to be email, though that is recommended for many, many reasons. Um, again, if you're really in a hurry and you just need to get this thing out the door, then figure out what's the fastest way I could accomplish this thing and still have my messaging be effective, right? Just keep in mind that more people are probably going to see an email than they are going to see a post in a Facebook group um, because they might have unfollowed the group or they might not be checking social media regularly, things like that. So you kind of just have to think which might be better in this situation. If uh, email is maybe not going to work, if maybe social media isn't the best, do you have access to some sort of chat bot or Facebook messenger bot um, where people can kind of chat with you live? I mean, if you really have to, use text if you're okay with that. And if your students, potential students are okay with that, just whatever communication is going to get this thing up and running and is going to make sure that the people who have signed up are getting all the information that they need to have to be successful. That's number two. So then let's move over to number three, which is a way to deliver your service. So this, this is kind of a big one. This is going to depend a ton on exactly what you are delivering. Uh, so I'm going to give some, some examples of what that might be. So an easy one would be say uh, you do in-person coaching and so now you want to move that to online coaching. And for the sake of our example, it doesn't matter if it's one-on-one -on -one or if it's group coaching. Uh, so the way to deliver your service could be something as easy as setting up a Zoom meeting and either sending that Zoom link to those people or alternatively, if you are using Zoom, you create your Zoom meeting, like you schedule it ahead of time, that actually creates a landing page for you where people can go sign up. So that might actually, if, you, if that's something you're not going to put on your website, um, you could use that as the landing page. Uh, just keep in mind that when they're signing up for that Zoom meeting, that they're not paying. They're just registering for the, the meeting. So you still have to work in the payment somewhere. But that would be a really simple solution if you're doing online coaching. Um, you could use the same kind of setup for like an online workshop. And you can use a Zoom meeting and share your screen. You could use a Zoom web, like the Zoom webinar. You could upgrade to the webinar feature. The main difference, just as a sidebar, the main difference between 
a Zoom meeting and a Zoom webinar, the the big, big difference is a meeting is everyone is in the meeting. So everyone has access to camera and audio so they can be seen and they can talk. In a Zoom webinar, only you as the host can be on camera and everyone else can see and they can chat. Um, but they can't just like turn on their camera and their sound and start talking over you. Anyway, that's that's a sidebar. Uh, so that would be for any sort of online coaching, meetings, um, online workshops, things like that. So what if you what if you needed to deliver like pre-recorded videos? So it's more like an online course. So in that case, you can do anything as as basic as simply emailing people the videos, uh, which would be easy to do. Uh, you just have to be careful about the size of the videos. If they're too large, they might not come through as attachments. Um, you could have those videos stored in a folder like in Google Drive or in Dropbox, and you could share those folders with the people who have signed up. Um, that's another easy way. If you want to get a little bit more um, kind of like professional looking, you want to look at some sort of course platform. So something like Member Vault, uh, which has a really excellent free plan. You could upload your videos or even your documents if they have like worksheets and things that go along with them. You could upload it to something like that. And then when you're using a when you're using a course platform like a member vault or a Kajabi or a Thinkific, those platforms have a lot of the other features that we've been talking about built in. Uh, and so if you're going to use something like this, then you don't also need to think about, okay, where am I going to make my landing page? Because those platforms have that built in. And so you would do that as part of your setup. Same thing. How are you going to communicate with, the, with your people? Um, something like Thinkific and Kajabi have email functionality built in. So when people would be signing up and paying for whatever it is, they're going to get emails and it's set up to be able to send emails right from within the platform. Member Vault um, doesn't have built-in email stuff. You have to integrate it with an existing email platform. So if you already have an email marketing platform up and running, then you can just connect it with Member Vault. If you don't have any sort of email platform and you don't intend on getting one, then Member Vault might not be the right thing. You might want to look at Thinkific or Kajabi uh, because they have that built in there. So those platforms, in essence, you would upload all your content, your video, your documents, um, whatever you need people to know, and then that becomes your course. And then based on that, it can generate a your sales page, the place where people are going to find you. And then you can share that link with people. When they buy, it sends them some 
email confirmations. You might have to set up some other emails, whatever you need people to know. And all of them will hook up with number four, which is how to get paid, a way to get paid. So if you're using some sort of built pre-built platform that's for online courses, that's for membership programs, you're going to be able to integrate it with generally with PayPal and Stripe as a minimum. Some other platforms will do more, but typically they're all going to work with PayPal and Stripe. So you just have to make sure you have a PayPal account or a Stripe account and link it with those platforms and then it will all work together. If you are not doing a course or a membership and you don't want to use a platform like that and you're going to stick with something a little bit more um, more basic, I guess, then you still might want to set up a PayPal or a Stripe account because people still need to send you their money online, uh, right? Like you don't want people mailing you checks or bank drafts or anything like that. Nobody wants to handle cash. Nobody even really wants to handle a check or a bank draft simply because it has been touched by who knows, <laughs> who knows who's touched it. So you want to get those payments online. And ideally you want those payments to come through before, before the person, or at least at the same time that the person gets access to whatever it is. If you give them access to your course and you don't see the money for two weeks, that's no good. <laughs> so you need to get paid. Um, set up a PayPal or Stripe account. They're totally free to use. Now, they will take a fee, a processing fee. So you will lose, I think they're both like 2.9% plus 30 cents per transaction. The last time I checked, that's that was uh, the deal. So you're going to lose a tiny bit in processing fees. So just be aware of that. Um, but otherwise... You don't have to pay for anything else happening in those platforms. So if you are doing more of the basic route and you say you just added a section at the top of your homepage that said, hey, here's what I'm doing. Click here to sign up. Click here to pay. So that click here could be a button that opens up or that is a PayPal button. And then that's how they pay. They pay through PayPal. If you're using Stripe, then you want to make sure that your website integrates with Stripe because it, it could be possible that you can create a form on your website that is a Stripe form essentially. And then again, they fill it out. They put in their credit card or their debit card and then you get your money. So just check what integrations your website has. If it doesn't have Stripe, PayPal will always work. And then once you see that money come through, then you go, okay, here's the stuff I promised you. Depending on, depending on your situation, you might be able to automate that. You might not be able to, or it might be easier to do it manually. If you are, if you're kind of tech savvy and you're familiar with automating things, especially if, if I say Zapier and you know what that is and you've used it and you're somewhat comfortable with it, you could technically automate something like 
somebody comes to your website, they click on this PayPal button, it takes them to PayPal, they log in, they pay for whatever it is, then Zapier in the background goes, oh, somebody purchased this thing, so add them to this email marketing software and trigger this welcome email. That is possible. But if all of that sounds a little bit Greek to you, then it might just be a case of watching your own email notifications to see when somebody purchases your thing. And then when you see that purchase notification come through, then you email that person with the thing that they bought. Just try to try to be as fast as possible. Um, Because if somebody bought something and they had to wait six hours, they might worry that um, their money was just stolen. So (laughs) kind of think through the, the customer service aspect of that. With uh, your payments, if you're doing things a bit manually, you'll also want to consider like if you're selling something that is big ticket. And so you're probably going to have just, you know, like a low number of people, then doing it manually probably isn't going to be a big stretch. Like it'll be manageable. But if you're selling something that's like $10 and you're going to have hundreds of people purchasing it, then doing things manually is going to become quite time intensive. So consider the price point of whatever you're selling and the the more volume of sales you anticipate, the more you want to try to set things up so that things are automated just because it's going to get overwhelming and hard to keep track of if there are so many tra- transactions that you have to deal with. So don't uh, don't forget to consider that when you are kind of walking through these four steps and deciding what you're going to use and what you could use to get this thing off the ground as fast as possible. So that wraps up today's episode of BSing with Brandy. If you enjoyed this topic, you can find more like it at bsingwithbrandy.com. That's Brandy with an I, not with a Y. There you'll also find show notes and links to any resources or tools that I mentioned today. While you're there, feel free to describe to future episodes on the platform of your choice, and I wish you all the best getting shit done this week.